When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to Americana Music Profiles. Thanks for joining us for the second season, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. Man, it's people like you that, that make it possible for us to get out here and enjoy this life. Thank you for getting in touch with me. I'm so glad you love what we do. Thank you for your help with everything, Greg. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing you've got going there. I'm your host and publisher, Greg Tutwiler. Now let's get to this week's show. The Rocky Mountains of Colorado are the backdrop and influence for this folk Americana artist. Mary Beth Cross, winner of the 2014 Folk Country CD of the Year from the Rural Roots Music Commission, is back with her new CD, Beyond Good and Evil. She is my guest on this week's episode of Americana Music Profiles. And welcome to the podcast, Mary Beth. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me. So uh, you're currently in Denver. We just uh, I'm in Virginia. We just got our first 16-degree uh, evening from uh, previously. It was running in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. What's the weather like in your neck of the woods? Uh, we're back up. Are you? Um, into the yeah, 30s and 40s. So it's a nice sunny day. We've had really cold temperatures, especially up in the mountains for yeah. skiing. And um, lots of fresh snow, and we enjoy, as a family, getting up to the mountains and um, taking advantage of the playground the Rockies afford us. Yeah, just an hour and a half away. So oh, cool. We uh, we got to move some powder snow around and uh, <laughs> wear ourselves out, which is always a good thing. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That's cool. So um, we were talking a little bit off air about um, about your music and and uh, we've got some new stuff coming out. We want to talk about that in a couple minutes. But I wondered maybe Great. if you could just uh, give me some background about yourself. Tell me how how you got started and got involved in music and and uh, you know maybe uh, what got you started in that. Where you came from musically? Yeah. So I would say originally musically. Um, show tunes and influences across the board, mostly through records brought into the house by older siblings. And then the TV, you know, starting Mm -hmm. with Judy Garland and The Wizard of Oz, Mm -hmm. Summer of the Rainbow. And then moving into the Glenn Campbell show and Hee Haw and some of the, um, I hate to say it, but with the Lawrence Welk show and Hmm. just, you know, across the board, just an array of big band music to um, some classical music and then singer-songwriter stuff that was big in the 70s with the acoustic movement. Um, You know, James Taylor Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, Bob Dylan and um, Judy Collins. Um, my sister played the piano. I learned the guitar. And so there was just a lot of music in our house. So it was a lot of fun. And you've been doing this for how long? Uh, in earnest, recording and really kind of writing.
writing songs on a more regular basis, I would say since 2005. Okay. But I started writing songs in college. I'm actually a nurse. Um, I have a bachelor's of science in nursing. Mm, and okay. went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I did a, a open mic at the Rathskeller, which is a student union, the mm-hmm. old student union, mm-hmm. right on the lake, Lake Mendota. And um, I did... Um, an Elton John song and a Michael Martin Murphy song hmm. and one other. I can't remember what it was, but the response was infectious and it was really, I just, I just loved it. I thought, yeah. wow, I could do this again. <laughs> so it was just really fun. So a lot of the influences early on through high school were some of those 80s you know, bands, but mm-hmm. I always... Um, was listening for and studying the lyrics of songwriters. Mm-hmm. And then the early 90s came along with the movement of Mary Chapin Carpenter and Sean Colvin right. and the Indigo Girls, Nancy Griffiths, of course, Joni Mitchell all along, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So there was just a lot of um, neat women uh, writing powerful songs and pouring their guts out publicly mm-hmm. and you know it was <laughs> it was good stuff yeah. growing up yeah you know? <laughs> good time too, to get started yeah what what was the Colorado uh, we go ahead no that's okay go ahead finish your what you're thinking there I was just gonna say and then growing you know being here in Colorado in the 90s you know with Craig Ferguson and Steve Szymanski and Planet Bluegrass you know we've we've got some really great um Music festival, sure. the Bluegrass Festival, and you know Rocky Grass and Folk Festival up in Lyons. So, you know, we're just really blessed with people that come to us. Yeah, yeah. What was the the catalyst? You said you, you 2005 was kind of the was a was a uh, I'm guessing a, a point big year. a big year for you. What 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 caused that in your life? Well, I. I was, of course, pursuing my nursing career and Mm -hmm. still always kind of playing for friends and family and weddings and such and more local types, you know, things, work-related and what have you. Um, But in 2005, I believe it was, I went to see Jackson Brown and Nancy Griffith Hmm. at the Chatfield Botanical Gardens. Mm -hmm. and. I was moved by the timeliness of a lot of songs from Everyman that Jackson Brown had written, mm-hmm. how pertinent they were to that time period. Um, and I was always you know, moved by Nancy's writing and the upcoming election and things. And so um, they kind of woke me up. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I really should be at least trying to mm-hmm. document some of this um, journey. And then we were on a spring break trip in San Diego and I was listening on NPR while we were driving about this guy who said he didn't know his mother's heart because she died young. Mm. And he, you know, he didn't really feel like he knew her. So I thought, well, for good or bad or, you know, whatever, I'd like my boys to at least know how I feel about some things. Mm-hmm. If, no, for no one else, document it for them. Mm-hmm. So I started, and um, in 2006, I released 
a self-produced, locally recorded um, CV called Laughing Through Tears, exploring some of the joys and tribulations of parenting two young boys mm, okay. and marriage and just balancing, kind of letting go of career or keeping a career and all those things that uh, women have to decide while raising a family. And then the next one was called The Enchanted Highway, and that was released a year later in 2007. And that was just more of a tribute to um, some moments where I felt very close to um, kind of a spiritual uh, um, connection mm -hmm. and just a real, like, just a moment that you always remember. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, biking around England and Ireland, which is where I met my husband, so there's a bit of a Celtic feel to it. Mm -hmm. And then working with the Navajo Indians in the Southwest. So there's a tribute there to um, the land of the midnight sun, which is, or excuse me, the uh, Enchanted Highway, which is the road between um, um, Taos and Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. And, the, you know, just my time spent there. And I, I don't know, I just, you wish it could be all the time that you felt blissful. Yeah, sure. But we get pulled down into the mire of life, and yeah. we kind of, we have to take on our trials. And uh, it's not always that you're on this wonderful, right, right. high, right? Yeah, for sure. So then um, there was a little bit of a hiatus. And then in 2010, I went and I decided to go out of town and see what Nashville would do with some of my songs and see how they produce music. Mm -hmm. So I got in touch with Dave Bechtel from... Um, Nashville, and he works in several recording studios, but we happened to go into Dark Horse for that one, which is in Franklin, Tennessee, and it was beautiful, and it was just a great experience. Mm. And I worked with some really professional players who are just really good family guys and really just love to make music, and they make all kinds of music, and so... They liked my songs, and it was just a really win-win situation. Yeah. So um, that was kind of more exploring the title track in my right mind. It's just, um, again, one of those moments where you're peaceful and you're in a good frame of mind. But it catalogs a little bit more of the journey of meeting my husband and having our kids and and um, just ending with Amazing Grace. So it was very mm -hmm. positive, feel-good mm -hmm. uh, CD, and hoping to inspire kids to persevere through whatever mm -hmm. they're going through. I work with kids now. It's a school nurse, just part-time, okay. um, in high schools as well as grade schools, and um, it's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. They're tough years, and we forget. Mm -hmm. We forget the raging hormones, and we mm -hmm. forget how sensitive they are to what the girls say or the boys say. Right. All of those growing pains, and you're just like, really? You're worried about this? And to them, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And you know, just the wrong thing from the wrong person on the wrong day can really throw somebody into a tailspin. Right. So I decided to write this. CD and just more of an encouragement thing. 
Okay. So there's a um, a few covers on there, and it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we had a lot of fun making it, and um, but always with acoustic instruments. I really like the mandolin, guitar, mm-hmm. banjo, mm-hmm. Um, fiddle. Uh, but uh, we also brought in some horns on that one. There's a kind of a swanky French swing song, kind of a French cafe kind of song mm-hmm. called A Pas de Deux, which is um, kind of embracing the whole raging hormone thing. <laughs> <laughs> so A Pas de Deux is kind of more of a celebration of their sexuality and their budding right. relationships and how do we do this and... Um, so that's just kind of a fun song, and we we just had a, a lot of fun on all the different styles and different types of songs that we did. Uh, a little swamp boogie and um, high powered love, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was just really um, to me a really fun musical experience, and I enjoy. Um, the creative, I would say, the process. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that I have to be um, a sound engineer or anything, but I right. really enjoy the process okay. of recording and you know mm-hmm. producing music. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun for me to watch how the pros do it. And we went back then, same producer Dave Bechtel for um, Beyond Good and Evil, mm-hmm. just uh, kind of acknowledging the uh the times that it doesn't go so well <laughs> well i've got a uh, interesting statement here that i wanted to ask you about that uh one of yeah. them i believe uh, is in the in in the maybe on your website or in the liner notes another one is one from uh, dave himself and one of them says that um about that cd it is inspired by the spirit and grit of the pioneers that blazed the trail from the east to the west in search of what they treasured most and then the other one uh, from this one's from um, Dave said uh, her love and understanding of the struggles of the people for whom this great country was founded creates compelling stories. I found both of those very, um, very definitive. And I, I wanted to ask where where does that come from for you and, and wanting to pursue that? Well, it's funny because the second uh, CD I did with these guys, I said, what is it? Were you like a history teacher in a previous <laughs> life? I mean, they're laughing because yeah. one of the things that draws them into, you know, having fun in the studio is they'll tell the backstory okay. behind the song. Yeah. So, like, Kiss You Goodnight was about the Chilean copper miners, and they just came out with a movie with Antonio Banderas and Julia Binoche called The 33. Mm-hmm. But back then, that was news in 2010 and I thought I gotta write a song about this Hmm, you know those guys trapped for 33 days and nights Mm -hmm. and what happened the day before and what if they didn't leave their home on such great terms and so it was just all fictional Mm -hmm. but part of it was inspired by the guy who had the wife and the girlfriend waiting for him Mm -hmm. you know when he came out and who was he gonna pick and there was a bit of drama Mm -hmm. uh, surrounding all that and um, then you know the, the story we were went on a trip to Alaska, and so the story of stories uh, never told was truly, um, you know, historical fiction based on what I was told on tours 
of Dolly's House and the Red Onion in mm-hmm. Skagway mm-hmm. and some of these brothel museums. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was standing there, I thought, I could write a song about this. <laughs> you know, as I'm standing with my sons and my husband and my dad, yeah. you know, uh, we had done a cruise with my mom and dad. But Alaska is just so fertile for stories yeah. and all about that. Right. So In My Right Mind was about the instruments and the stories that came from old Europe and maybe a lot of the Scotch, Irish, and German, and um, Italian, and the French, and you know, the Cajuns, mm-hmm. and all of that that influenced not just Appalachian music, but you know, Cajun music down south. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and how did the blacks fit into that? And how did the African Americans bring the banjo to us? Mm-hmm. So then, as we well, as they went west on their wagon trains, those are the instruments that made it. Right. You know, the fiddle was easy to carry, the guitar, the banjo. You know. Mm-hmm. So bluegrass music and acoustic music is alive and well. Mm-hmm all the way, thank mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. because they were able to be carried yeah. uh, to the West. Sure. So so that was kind of my impetus for that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it, not everybody made it all the way to California. Right. Yeah. Many didn't. Or to, yeah. Many didn't. Yeah. Some turned around. Some got homesick. Yeah. Yeah. Some said, this is home. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where it feels like home came from. And so this next CD will be about where I make my home, which is here in Colorado. And um, and this is the one that you're going into the studio, I think you said next week, to mm-hmm. get started on? Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so Chris Pandolfi of the Infamous Drink Masters will be okay. at the helm awesome. of this next project. Yeah. So, of course, there will be banjo and fiddle uh-huh. and um, mandolin, guitar. And um, so it will be kind of bringing it up to date with where I'm at. Not a lot of news events in this one. <laughs> a little more personal. Well, I was going to ask you, do you feel a theme? Is, is there, is there a, uh, like the other one seemed to be kind of telling stories, old, old stories. Do you feel a theme with this one that you're getting ready to record? Yeah, so this one is a little bit more of a... Um, well, it's going to be called Feels Like Home. So it's a little bit more of um, my imagined, I always, nothing's totally true. You know, there's always a little bit of a fictionalization. Mm-hmm. It's not all autobiographical. But, for example, Cottonwood Creek, um, we kind of moved a little bit east we're in aurora and so there's a song that's not truly about cottonwood creek which is a very small creek it's about this area um at the colorado state park um Mm. which is on cherry creek but i just like the sound of cottonwood creek Mm -hmm. but it's it's literally where we go it's just a great state park and the dog's are free to roam, and the coyotes, you do not go there too late at night because the coyotes are there mm. waiting. Mm. And you can hear them howling mm. on the other side of the creek if mm. you're there too late. And so, and there's rattlesnakes, and there's danger, mm-hmm. but that's life, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
there's snakes and there's thieves in the night, like the coyotes. Mm-hmm. And if you leave your dog out, they're going to get So, So the analogy of that, which people may or may not read into, is, you know, you walk around the snake and you don't leave your dog out at night. Yeah. You know, you don't invite it. It's there. And you're not going to take all of that away um, in life for your uh-huh. kids or for yourself uh-huh. or for your parents who are getting older or anybody. Life has its challenges, and it's um, up to us to just kind of figure out how to sidestep mm-hmm. it or get through it. Okay. Sometimes you just wade right through sure. it. Sure, yeah. So when when you get finished with this and and then you start the process of um, – getting to introduce that to your fans. What does that look like for you? What kind of touring do you do? What kind of venues do you get to play at? Where do you find your audience? Uh, That's a really good question. So, um, for example, in the next few weeks, um, I'm playing with a really fun string band called Vanna Mountain Music out of Denver, and we're going to actually be performing for some seniors at libraries Mm -hmm. in Denver. Okay. Yeah, and there's this whole new rage for the retired age group mm-hmm. where they're hitting Appalachia and they're kind of dancing their way through mm-hmm. different venues mm-hmm. and um, enjoying the indigenous music mm-hmm. of, you know, that whole uh, region of the United States. And so... This music is alive and well in the Rockies, mm-hmm. and it is mountain music mm-hmm. because we're in the mountains mm-hmm. and, it's, um, and in the foothills. And so um, I just feel like it's going to go wherever it's going to go. Mm-hmm. There's um, talk of a tour to Amsterdam, hmm. Germany, cool. and France, Paris. And we're kind of trying to feel out yeah. when that all might actually transpire because okay. of current events and such. But um, we were looking to do that in June. Okay. And so we're just kind of uh, planning that piece of it. But it could, you know, I always release it worldwide. We're going to have European bluegrass, um, Euro-Americana charts, and mm-hmm. hopefully... Mm-hmm. Um, Americana charting here in the States, as well as um, offering it to the folk DJs here mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah, for sure. So um, I just feel like comforting music and songs that even when it doesn't go so well or if it does, it's all okay. Mm-hmm. Not right away. Mm-hmm. You have to grieve. But um, we just lost my nephew. Mm. This past August, mm. and uh, he would have been 21 in December. Wow. So, when things like that happen, I go to the guitar. Yeah, and I kind of that's what I do. Yeah, and even when Chris Pandolfi said, "So, what are your goals?" and I said, "You know, Chris, right now my goal is to make sense of this." Hmm. Mm. And I do that musically. Yeah, and I I have always leaned on and listened to songwriters for that kind of comfort. Mm -hmm. So I'm just hoping that that will find its way to the listener that needs that. Yeah, that's neat. And that could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
So the CD that you currently have out now is Beyond Good and Evil, and the one that you're getting ready to go record, that's going to be called Feels Like Home, should be out a couple months at the most, you think? Um, yeah, we're looking to release in April, okay. if not before. And where can folks uh, find your music? How can they um, uh, listen well, more? All my music is on iTunes. Okay. And on my website, I have a Reverb Nation site as well, uh, but com has all the links to all those different um, sites. Okay. But CD Baby and iTunes are usually the platform that I offer the streaming through. Awesome. Great. Well, we sure do wish you well with it, and uh, thanks for being on with us. Thank you. Thanks for um, taking some time to talk. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.